0: Hey there podcast listener, I just wanted to welcome you all to the first episode of Full Request, an interview program that I'm going to conduct at least once a month with other authors and other writers, people who have some great insight into writing and publishing. I want to apologize for the quality of this particular episode. I had to do this over Zoom with my friend Patrick Hartsfield. Due to quarantine, we could not be in the same place together. So I hope you can enjoy it despite the quality. So welcome to Full Request on the John D. Sperry Podcast. Welcome to the John D. Sperry Podcast Full Request Special. A time for you to hear from other authors and writers to get their insight on the process and their method. Today, on the very first episode of Full Request, we have my buddy, my longtime writing buddy, a guy who I've been working with for about 10 years now, Patrick Hartsfield. Patrick has written numerous novels, and his books are fantastic. I've been his beta reader on many of them. And very compelling young adult author Patrick Hartsfield. Patrick, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me, John. Really excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been bragging you up, and uh, I I was telling everybody that you've been my writing buddy. So uh, I I think that's that's maybe that's where we should start talking about that.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we've we've known this for several years now, and that yeah was a big deal having a writing buddy. So,
0: like to Uh, me, it's like that that was like the the number one thing I didn't know I needed in writing until you sort of happened.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that we met each other. We just kind of fell into it. I'd been writing for a while and uh, I I think writing alone is without, without somebody else to bounce your, your writing off of just doesn't work very well. I think uh, I think there's a lot of problems with it. I think uh, writing requires encouragement and having, having a writing buddy makes a huge difference in the encouragement area because there's so many times where you just feel like stopping and just feel like not writing anymore. And then, uh, I think writing, having a writing buddy is good too for somebody to read your work that can tell you, you know, this is weak here. Uh, especially as you develop a relationship with somebody and you can be honest with somebody to be able to say this here is weak. This needs to develop, you know, in the beginning, uh, when you're when you 've got a writing person a writing buddy you 're working with or a writing group, I think everybody's kind of tiptoes around each other and they want to be nice to each other because we all we all want to be nice but but you know the reason we 're working together is we want our writing to get better
0: right and, and I think yeah I think you hit on it you hit on a couple really interesting points there like the first one is is kind of obvious, but you don 't think about it, and they all sort of the first one is if you write without feedback, you're, you're sort of, you know, in a, in a, you're writing in a bubble, you're in a, an echo chamber. And so as soon as you do get that feedback, you're immediately offended, you know? And, uh, and it's like you said, it's like when you, when you, I never really wanted to go to any of these writing groups because I didn't know them personally and I didn't want to like be me. You know, right. and am like, to, here's what I think you need to change. But you, you and I have gotten to that point where, you know, we meet up, we talk, we're straight up honest with each other. And, and I even mentioned in, in a different episode how I was writing a thing and you gave me feedback and I'm like, well, I'm not writing that anymore because I didn't, I didn't know how to make it better. or I did, Maybe I didn't want to spend the time to make it better than that. Well, that's great, Chad. I'm glad I shut down your writing on that project. So <laughs> no, no. And so what that did was <laughs> it, it encouraged me to actually pursue the thing that you always tell me I should pursue, and that's writing sci-fi. And so i I've been meaning to send you the first chapter of my next book because I think it's fantastic. So I, I uh, want to read it for sure. Yeah, I
1: will send it and to it, you. And I think that's a good point. You know what? It, you know what you just alluded to. I really think writing because writing is tough and getting if you're if your goal is to get published getting published is tough really tough mm-hmm. and there's there's it's it's a a distinct possibility you could write for years and never get a book published with a with a traditional publishing house and so there's some level where you have to write because you love it you right. have to write because of, of what you're doing and so i think for most of us writing right we should be writing something that we love and if we love science fiction, or if we love mystery, or whatever our love is, I think we should write something that we love.
0: That I think, you know, I keep I keep going back to your uh, the book you just that I just gave back to you. Um, how as a mystery, it was a compelling story, and I honestly did not want to put it down. Like usually, I fall asleep reading, and I'm like, I could tell that you loved that story as you were writing it. You loved doing that. You loved the mystery. You loved the technology aspect of it with the, um, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but sure. with the augmented reality aspect of it. And I could tell that you love that. And I think that's, that's where your better writing comes out. That's where my better writing comes out.
1: For, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, there, I think you got to write every day because, you know, when you start writing something, because you don't love something when you start writing it, on the early pages, you know, um, I did. I, I fell in love with with that story. I fell in love with the murder of Lily Rose, uh, that book. Uh, but it took it took a lot of writing to get to that place. I would write chapter after chapter after chapter and think, this just stinks. <laughs> no, nobody want to read this. And it and there's some, some level where you, where it's nobody want to read this because there's a confidence issue. But there's some level where it just wasn't good yet. And it took for me. It takes several revisions before it's good enough that it starts to be- come together and become a story and the characters come together and come to life. And uh, and, I, and I think that's really true. You've got to, that the the love of the story comes out, but it takes time to fall in love with the story.
0: And, you know, you've told me that a lot and I've, I've seen, I've read about other authors who it's like, if it's not clicking, it's not clicking. And uh, it, it, if, if the characters aren't talking to you, so to speak, like if you're not friends with right. them, it's almost like, Good luck with that story.
1: Right. I've certainly written stories where I, I, I've, written, I've written whole first drafts of books, and I just didn't feel anything in the done. And I thought, you know what, this is going nowhere, and I just let it go. And it, it's hard to, to work eight, nine, ten months on a project and then just say, you know what, this is no good. I've got to start
0: over. I've been sharing the turmoil of my Immortal Light series with, uh, with the listeners, and I don't think I've mentioned yet that that third book, that final book, I wrote 60,000 words one time and 90,000 words a second time. And I hated both of them. And then I just had to go back and rewrite the whole thing because the characters did not agree with what I wanted them to do.
1: Yeah. And that's it. It's amazing how a book takes on its own life and the characters do their own thing. And uh, no, I will say, I think uh, I I like the way you finished that series up. Um, Thank you. I think I think uh, you did a lot of good things in pulling that series together. And the third book was my favorite book in the series. Uh, and I thought it, I thought it came together really well. But um, but, man, you wrote a lot of words to get there. Yes.
0: And it was and the whole time. It's like I hated myself for it because I was trying to force the story to go a, a designed direction. And, it, you know, it's, it, it's weird, but the story did not want to go that direction.
1: Yeah, no, it's, that that's exactly how it is. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I know every writer's process is different. I know some writers will sit down and they will outline their story exactly. And the story, when they're done, their story just followed exactly according to their outline. And, and that works for them. Uh, for me, it doesn't work that way. I uh, I outline, I usually start with some kind of an outline, whether it's a written outline or a very loose outline, but I start with something and I kind of use that outline to guide me but by the time i get done a lot of times the outline is gone and if you look at my final product and compare it to my original outline they're very different stories
0: and, and i think and oddly enough that i think you and i are exactly the same in that regard um because I, i'm the same way it's like i'm like oh because i'll find old notebooks or i'll find old outlines where i'm like oh this is exactly what this character's gonna do and then i get yeah. there and i'm like whoa that person was supposed to die <laughs> you know, or something like, that or like, oh, they weren't supposed to win, you know, that kind of a thing. The story just kind of takes its own life. Yes. So, okay, I want to ask about you personally, like what, how, what got you started? Um, let's start with that. And what has been your biggest inspiration with any piece of writing? What, what stands out to you?
1: Hmm. You know, I don't know. All right. Both of those are hard questions for me to answer as far as when I wanted to start, i I remember wanting to write when I was a kid even and uh you know I remember I remember being in middle school and uh, I remember being in eighth grade and an author a young adult author name I don't know if they called it young adult back then but right uh, I think they just it was just children's literature back then but uh uh, William Slater came to my school, and and he had written some books, uh, House of Stairs, and some different things. And I was so excited that he was coming. And I read like six or seven of his books before he got there. And we, he did a little conference with uh, about thirty or forty students in the school. And it was just such a a, a cool experience for me. And uh, and then uh, you know I just remember writing little bits, and then I got you know busy with life and doing other things. And uh, later on, as a young adult, I started thinking I want. Want to write again uh, especially got out of college and I started having time again and I started writing and um, and I think it was it was just the love of the books that I read the love of uh, you know and I when I was a young person I remember reading so many like Terry Brooks and David Eddings and J.R. Tolkien and CS Lewis and so many of these fantasy stories and I, I really got into so many of these stories and I thought man I, I would love to write something like that I would love to create something like that and um, and I started out when I was in my 20s, as a young person, young adult, just trying to write some uh, some stories, and I wrote quite a few stories, and they were absolutely terrible, <laughs> and uh, they they were truly awful. And I looked back at some of the some of the things I wrote. And, uh, and I thought they were fantastic. And I sent them off to publishers and I didn't understand why I couldn't get any responses back. And, uh, and, and now I know it's really hard, even if you write good stuff, it's really hard to, uh, to get publishers and agents to respond positively. Um, not, not, not that they're negative. It's just, it's just a business and it's hard to get in. It's a lot of competition. But, um, but back then I just thought, oh, I'm going to write this thing and I'm going to send it off. And I look back at what I wrote that, 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 first book that i wrote especially and everything in it is just rehashing other other people's work i just took other people's ideas and i just put them in into that one thing i didn't do anything that was my own
0: and and in your defense uh, though in your defense that's kind of how where everybody starts right yeah
1: yeah i think so i think i think most of us i think i think most writers it takes a lot of writing before you find your own voice i think it takes a lot of writing before you find your own um your own style, and, and what you do, and who you are, um, and, and some, uh, you know, some, you'll hear stories, and people like the stories where a writer comes out, and they write their first book, and their the first book they've ever written is fantastic, and it goes to bestseller list, but most of the time, that's not what happens. Even, even writers, if it's their first book, a lot of times, they've written a lot of short stories to get to that place, and they've honed their writing in other markets, rather than just writing books. And uh, it takes a long time and a lot of hours writing to develop your style and your skill and to find yourself.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. So it looks like you answered both questions with one answer. So good job, man. Um, there,
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to be concise. That's part of what writing's all about, being <laughs> yeah, concise.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is the hardest part. I, uh, you know, just going back and rereading this book, Lamp, that I've read a million times because I've taught it before. I'm still finding, like, like, I'm like, the fluency of that sentence is mm-hmm. awful. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm going to have to have a second edition coming up. So. <laughs> well, um, and I,
1: th- I think part of that is is the process of going through this, because you wrote LAMP a few years ago, mm-hmm. and, I, and you've grown as a writer since then. Right. And, and now you look back at your, your ability to, to use words and to, to, to use prose effectively. You've grown in that, and you can see that.
0: And, you know, that's definitely uh, a positive byproduct of this whole process is that you, you know, and like I'm constantly talking to my students, like some of them want to be YouTubers forever. Some of them want to be rock stars. And and I'm like, and and I've even had this conversation. um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the old bands that you see that used to be big in the 70s and 80s. And now they're playing like county fairs yet their ability to play their instrument is superior to the majority of what you hear, uh, you know, in, in, of young people. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the experience talking, the ability to just keep going and getting better no matter what.
1: And I think uh, and there's a value in that. And like, and like I say, we're, we're, we're both teachers. We both work with students and help, helping them with their writers. And I think that our own journeys have helped fuel our ability to help our students students understand what good writing is and help take taking through that process so we're not just following what a textbook says rather we can give them experience of what we've done and and, and what we've done in our
0: own writing all right now let's let's shift a little bit to the business side uh, the 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 hard part the part where you have no control what has been uh, uh so i want to there are two sides to this question there's the what was the biggest lesson you learned when you wanted, when you first started to want to publish something and what has been uh, that frustration that you can't get over? Or if you have one, maybe you don't have a frustration. Maybe I'm asking questions based on my experience.
1: I I don't know. Maybe we should answer first. (laughs) Uh, um, You know, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly, but I'll just, I'll just share some of my experiences with, with sending my my uh, my manuscripts or not my manuscripts, sending query letters out to uh, to agents, and uh, and sending sh- my short stories off to magazines and things like that, and uh, you just deal with a lot of rejection. It just hits you over and over again, and I think when you first start, it's really hard. Um, I think I think two reasons. One, you still have this dream that you're going to write this amazing book, and, and they're going to pick it up and say, "Oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this." And it's it's like that scene from the Christmas story. You ever seen that scene oh, yeah. where he turns in his paper, and the yep. teacher says, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever read." A <laughs> plus 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 plus. And uh, now we as the we as the watcher, we recognize what he wrote was really pretty bad, and even right, by the right. third grade standards, and. Uh, and so it's part of the joke that the that, 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 that the that the movie maker's telling there, and I think sometimes it's like that for real. Uh, when we first start seeing stuff out, we think it's going to be fantastic, and our stuff just isn't good yet. And uh, it's 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 not only we're we're not ready for the competition yet, and it gets sent out, and and we're in sh- we're shell shocked that it that, and it's so painful. And then, but even past that, continual rejections are tough. And uh, you know I. I've heard it's not uncommon for, you know, I'm still in the process of trying to get an agent. And I'm just right now starting to send off um, uh, query letters for, th- for this book that I've written for The Murder of Lily Rose. And, and, uh, and, I w- and I've heard that many, many writers will send off a hundred or more uh, query letters before they find their agent for a project. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that's a lot of rejection. And uh, and 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 the thing the thing about it is is all of those rejections don't mean that that your project is not good. It Doesn't mean your book's not good, or your writing's not good. And uh, it it just something just didn't click. It's a hard thing. These agents will will uh, get, receive thousands of queries a year, and they they take on four or five writers a year. Do the math. That's your chances are very low. And so I think going through that process of learning not to be bothered as much by the rejection, I don't think I'm am to the place yet where it doesn't bother me at all. Right. But I've come, I've come a long ways. And, and the way I've come through that ways is I've now had hundreds of rejections. And uh, I've come a long ways. And I've, I've uh, been rejected enough times. It, it's not such a big deal anymore.
0: And that's the thing. When you say that, it sounds staggering, right? It sounds just like, what? Hundreds of rejections. This this sounds like, how do you have any self-esteem left? But you're right. You get to this and where, you know, you're just like, I'm going to send out 30 of these. And the chances that anybody's going to come back with a, a full manuscript, re, manuscript request is almost zero. Very and small. It, you know, it's, and so for like, like with Lamp, the last time I queried a book was Lamp and I queried 120 agents. I got 103 rejections and two manuscript requests and nothing came of those. And, you know, it's like, just keep on keeping on.
1: That's it. That's it. And, and that comes back to the, there's a level, if you're going to keep writing, um, you've got to decide that this is something you love. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, there's a worth in it. And, uh, and I'll have, Sometimes you know, especially my students, ask, "What's what's your favorite book?" And 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 usually, and and what I, I don't always tell them this, but what I think in my head, my favorite book is usually whatever I'm writing right now. Yep. And it, it's not that, and it's not that my work is better than other people's work, or that I feel like it's the most fantastic thing on the planet. But it's it's mine. It's special to me, and the story, the the story is one that I'm in love with. I love the story that I'm working on right then, and uh, and that, so I think that. Uh, that having that passion to keep going is, is key in this whole process. You know, I still have hope that, that I'm going to find an agent. I still have hope that I'm gonna go the traditional route and get a book deal. And that requires that tenacity that comes from passion. And so, and, and, and along the way, you stop, again, it stops being such a big deal when you rack up 30 or 40 uh, rejection letters and you start taking the, the positive things you start taking when when you have an agent when you have an agent uh, send you a personal note this isn't for me but blah 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 uh, suddenly that becomes an encouragement you don't feel that as a a negative thing
0: right when you didn't get the form letter sent by the assistant's assistant kind of a exactly. thing exactly Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much truth to that. Uh, what's your favorite? Like I tell my students all the time, I'd rather write a book than read a book. And that's not to say I don't want to read a book, but I would rather write a compelling story um, than, you know, read somebody else's work which sounds awful when I say it aloud, but um, that is, there's some truth to that.
1: Yeah. And, and I love books. I, I, you know, I've read a lot of books and uh, I just got, got through reading some books I really enjoyed. And um, right now reading a bunch of short stories by uh, Jim Butcher on the his Dresden series. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many great writers that I enjoy reading. Uh, but there is some, something special about this being my story. Mm-hmm. And now on the other side of it, if we're trying to get published, we've got to find a way that it's not just us personalized, but it's something that a lot of people can read and enjoy. Right. And, and going through that process is an important part of the step, too.
0: And that's that's kind of that's the hardest part too it's like that that's the um the echo chamber the not living in a bubble it's like you know at a certain point you have to turn your writing into something that's uh, it's a seems like a vulgar word but marketable you know exactly. and but that is the whole goal of getting published is it's got to be something that's marketable
1: if you want to get published you've got to, you've gotta find that balance something you love but something that that other people are interested in reading
0: right and i and i go back to the conversations you and i have had over pizza uh, where we talk about like okay what's popular now can we predict what's coming um you know it's like we've had these conversations to see if we can predict the weather as far as what's going to be popular and it's, <laughs> right. it's 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 sort of a a mental game
1: I definitely think pizza makes writing better I, I totally agree yeah,
0: pizza makes everything better pizza everything everything's better
1: with pizza yeah and there and there's that balance too you 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 look at what's popular right now, but you know I, I feel like the popularity it lasts you know it's got a, a half life of three four years, and then move right. on to something else, and I just don't have the speed to write. I think you write a lot faster than I do, but I don't have the speed to write. It probably takes me three years to to write a book from from inception to to okay i'm ready to start sending it off so by the time i'm ready to start sending it off whatever is going on the movement has changed
0: yeah so then there's the write for yourself or you know write what you love and hopefully the weather changes in your favor
1: and and the other thing is i think there's you know sometimes we get too too uh caught up on those top 20 or or 40 uh books out there that that but there are there are thousands of hundreds of thousands of books published every year. And, you know, just to have, you know, at this point, my goal is just to have my book out there and in people's hands and reading it and uh, trying to go that traditional route, but but at the same time trying to uh, make it accessible so people can read it.
0: Right. That is the goal. Okay. Well, Patrick, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and (laughs) giving us your advice. You are a wiser man than I, and uh, I would probably not be where I am right now without you as my, my, my writing buddy. So I just want everybody to know that, uh, for starters. So um, well, you're a fantastic friend and writer.
1: Well, I, I don't know that I'm wiser than you, but I sure appreciate our friendship, and I appreciate uh, that we get together. And I know whenever we get together, when, I, when we're done, I always go home and write, and uh, it's always inspiring.
0: Well, Patrick, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for your input, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you again great. had a great
1: time. I'll come back anytime.
0: And that concludes our first episode of Full Request. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you gleaned something from Patrick and his experiences in writing and can use it in your own. And for that, this is John D. Sperry saying, be good, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and we'll catch you next time. The John D. Sperry podcast Full Request is recorded, edited, and produced by me, John D. Sperry. The Full Request theme song is Beyond the Horizon by Loving Caliber. Full Request is a John D. Sperry production, copyright 2020.